Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you will hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Hey, you guys, I am adding this little addition to the beginning of this podcast because I want to let you know, I recorded this podcast episode prior to what happened at the rally after the Super Bowl celebration parade. I attended the parade, went home, was not at the rally. Uh, but people that I know and loved were there and out of respect for the situation. And because it was so crazy at the time, I did not want to release my podcast episode, which I had recorded prior to all of this. I did not feel it was okay to share an episode where it felt like I wasn't being sensitive to the situation. So I waited a week and I'm now sharing it today. So if you hear me talking about things and not mentioning what happened at the parade and what happened in Kansas City, it's because I recorded this prior to all of that. So wanted to let you know that before you started listening, I appreciate it. And now on to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Hallie of the Odd Life Podcast. What's up? Odd Life, just a reminder, stands for awake, well, and empowered. Not odd as in the odd duck or the odd couple or the oddball. It is odd as an A-W-E-D. That's the filter we're using here to get through life. If it's not making us feel those three things, then it's kicked to the curb, not doing it. So welcome. If that's your thing, if you're into it, you're welcome here. That's for sure. Uh, I wanted to start out by talking about a quick little trip we had down to Austin, Texas. We were supposed to go from Thursday through Sunday, and then a couple of things happened. The Chiefs won the AFC Championship, and we made it to the Super Bowl. And our flight was flying home on Sunday evening. So we had us to change the flight to Saturday. And then there was rain predicted in Austin. And the reason why we we're going to Austin is to watch our son play baseball. We had to bump up our flights because the, the games were now bumped up to Thursday and Friday rather than Friday and Saturday. And I've never been to Austin before. If you're watching this on YouTube, I will show you. A sweatshirt because you know that's my vibe, and uh, then of course I'm wearing my Kansas City hat because we just won the Super Bowl. So kind of a crazy weekend. And so go Chiefs! Congratulations on your Super Bowl win! I cannot believe we won again. And I'm saying that because after watching the season, how it was going, I mean I knew that we had major talent, but it just seemed like we weren't clicking. Like you were hot and cold, hot and cold. That's the way the game was progressing. I thought, like, oh gosh, we had these chances to get ahead and we didn't. And it just felt like the chips were going to fall the wrong way. And then at the end, I just, I sat there. We just won the Super Bowl. I think I sat there for 10, 15 minutes in shock. And, and probably until I actually go to the parade, it may still be kind of this, I can't believe it actually happened. And not to doubt our talent because our talent is out of this world, but I just felt like it wasn't going to land our way because the way things were going, I don't know. And then. Here we are, champs again. And I know there's a lot of haters out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're hating on us right now. This is our moment, however. Let us have our moment. We had a dry spell for a very, very long time. 
And now we're having our moment in this in the spotlight and just let us be there for just for a little bit. I know it sucks to go right from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. I get it. I get it. We were those people too, like, ah, oh, Tom Brady again. <sighs> and now you're all like, ah, oh, Patrick Mahomes again. But unless you've been in the shoes of a team that wasn't very good for a long time, I mean, mediocre at best, it's so nice to finally be here. Someday you'll have yours, maybe sooner than later. Just give us a moment in this spotlight. But I get it. I understand. We went to Austin for my son's first baseball series of the year. D2 has kicked off. Usually happens a couple of weeks before D1. St. Edwards is the school they're playing against. And last year, my son's team hosted them back in Colorado. And this year now they're hosting my son's team in, in Austin. They won the first game. Five to one, which was huge because St. Edwards is a very, very, very good team. D2 has a World Series just like D1 does. You'll see College World Series in Omaha for D1. The one for uh, D2 is in North Carolina. St. Edwards is always up there at the end of the year. So for us to beat them 5 1 was huge. And then the next day, we watched a, an 11 inning game, and normally it's nine innings. Both of the experiences this weekend sort of reflected on each other. My son's team. The poise and determination and grit and never give up. It was just amazing to see. We struck out their first baseman, I think number three hitter, to win the game. And they had two guys on. Could have easily beat us. It was so encouraging to see these boys stick together and not get down. I am so excited for what's to come for these guys. There's the whole saying about keep Austin weird. I've seen a lot of people move down to Austin that are either entrepreneurs or they're starting companies. A lot of small businesses that are trying to grow and scale move down there. Uh, Texas has no income tax. There's that bonus. Uh, but I think something about Austin, it has a Nashville meets Denver vibe. Like if you took Nashville and stuck it in Colorado, that's kind of what it feels like. There's the hippie, entrepreneur, vintage shop, foodie places, all of that vibe, but with a Southern twist, like the Texas whole thing. So it's an interesting place, but I really, really liked it. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of what's going on in Texas, but I'm a fan of Austin. A lot of inclusivity, a lot of dreams happening in Austin. It's got this fun vibe. It's not a huge city, but it's got a lot going on. It's a lot jam-packed into the town. South Congress is an area that was the restaurants, shopping, boutiques, all kinds of cool stuff. And what I loved about it, for a lot of the businesses, they were original buildings, just redone or painted and real small, quaint, nothing that feels like a strip mall, any of that kind of stuff. We were able to hang out, eat some great food. We went to a couple of places for dinner. Our first night we went there, it was called Chapulin, C-H-A-P-U-L-I-N. It's on the corner of Congress and something. We had great fish tacos. We had some ceviche and we both had N-A Coronas, which were fantastic kind of cool is that my husband has stopped drinking for the month of January at least. And he's still going because he feels great. And so I'm so proud of him because he has listened to his body. He's feeling better. He had surgery back in September for his shoulder. He had some torn ligaments and some things just wear and tear over time that were happening. And he was having a hard time raising his arm above his shoulder and a lot of pain. So he had that fixed. And my hope was that he would start to take things out of his diet that were probably going to hinder his healing. 
And ever since he stopped, he's really starting to feel a lot better. He's getting more motivated to get and go work out. There's a lot of positive things happening for him. I'm so proud of him for sticking with it. We came back from Mexico and he decided to take a break and he's feeling great. So uh, we had NA beers and then we walked around, did a little shopping. It's a lot of cute little small mom and pop places. And there's also like Lululemon and there's aloe and some higher end things down there too. But we went to Chipula on the first night and then there's a place called Amy's Ice Cream. And that was really tasty. It's right in the middle of some restaurants and bars. And there was a line outside. I thought, well, it's probably pretty good. There's a line outside. So I went there twice, actually. There's a fantastic restaurant called ABBA or ABBA, A-B-A. Really cool. But it was a two-hour wait the next night to go there. But it was so cool. Outdoor seating, lights, total atmosphere. So it's not on the actual street. It's tucked in behind some buildings. So it's got this really quaint courtyard kind of feel. And it's beautiful. My daughter's eaten there before. She visited a friend last year and she said it was amazing. So it's Mediterranean type of menu. Uh, we ended up going to get pizza instead. We went down a place called Home Slice, which was great. We uh, sat at the bar and that's the only place you get into right away. Otherwise, it was like an hour wait. So we sat at the bar and you could see the whole operation happening behind the bar. It's a well-oiled machine, like entertainment. So we did that. And then in the mornings, what we did we got up and went to Juice Land. And Juice Land is really yummy. I'll show some stuff on the YouTube video of what things look like. If you want to pop over there just to get some idea. I took a lot of pictures so I could share things over there. And I shared some stuff on my Instagram as well. But they had a great menu, really good smoothies. And then later, we ended up going to a place called Magnolia's Cafe. It has nothing to do with Magnolia as in like what's in Waco, not that kind of Magnolia, just called Magnolia's Cafe. It's like a house that just has turned into a restaurant. It was great. The first day we went there, sat the bar, funded to meet new people, talked to the owners, should chat with them for a while, had the biggest breakfast burrito in the world. It was carnitas and eggs and potatoes and oh my gosh, so good. I could only eat maybe half, not even half. And then we loved it so much, we went back the next day. We wanted to go shop and do a little dinking around and checking out some things. So I got my sweatshirt, found a place called Society. They sold Palo Santo. They sold candles, fragrances, room sprays, and they had these bundles that you burn. You know, there's a sage and things like that. And they had eucalyptus and I bought two. I think we left it in the rental car. Oh, I thought we put it in our suitcases and we did not. I think that's back in the rental car. So I've got to go back online and and find them and order it. I'm so pissed at myself for not checking the back seat. But anyway, shopped a little bit. I got myself just a couple of cute things. So if you can see this, that's a buffalo. It's a buck of buffalo nickel. And that's my sign. If I ever ask for a sign, I ask for a buffalo. I will tell you a story here in a second. But then I also saw this was this is also on a ring. It's um Native American head and then it's got the buffalo on the back. And I'm not sure which chief this is on the nickel. I need to look it up, but I loved it. And I just bought the pendant. I have a necklace that already had a feather on it. So I just put them together because that seems very fitting. So the buffalo for me, like I said, is my sign. So what happened was, short story, we were driving back from Colorado one time. We had two cars and we always stop in Colby and get gas. There's a place called the Oasis. It's a gas station, has a Starbucks, has a Cadoba bathrooms, the whole deal. 
And across the highway, there's other places to eat like Taco John's and a Jimmy John's. And my son wanted to get Taco John's for him and meet my husband back at the gas station. They went to get food someplace else and met us at Oasis. In the meantime, we'd gotten there first and I pull up and there's two guys in a truck next to me and they got a big dually and they have a little trailer in the back, kind of a covered trailer, like a mini horse trailer. So I'm filling up my gas and I see this horse trailer and I can't tell what's really in it. And this guy's going around as he's waiting for his gas to fill and he's standing at the back of the trailer and I'm kind of looking, I'm like, what? It's not a horse. What is that? And I'm trying to see, and the guy looked over at me. I said, what are you having there? And he's like, I've got a young bison. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I go to the back and I said, what are you gonna do with that? And he's like, well, we're trying to add to our herd and come to find out. I'm not kidding you. This is so crazy. He tells me he had gotten it in Eastern Colorado. I goes, I, I just got it probably where you're going. I said, actually, we're coming from Colorado. So we're going back home. He said, oh, I got it near Flagler or something like that. And if you're ever driven to, to Denver on Long I-70, Flagler's one of the little towns in Colorado. As you cross the Kansas border into Colorado, it's one of the, one of the first few towns you get to before you get to Denver. So, oh, my, well, my dad's from Stratton, so I know roughly where that's at. He goes, oh my gosh, who was it? I told my, my dad's name and my grandfather's name. And he goes, I used to work for your grandfather. I would help with harvesting the wheat in the fall. It's like, oh my gosh, what? So he knew my grandfather. Again, a random guy at the gas station. If I would have gone where my husband had gone and gotten food, I, I would have missed the guy completely. Wouldn't have had that conversation. It's before this, I'd done a workshop online. My friend Katie, that was on the podcast in season one, she had a workshop called Magic Makers. And it's a lot about manifesting and letting go of some limiting beliefs. Uh, it's Katie Denowden, and I'll put the link to the that podcast episode uh, below. But I was looking for something that was going to be my sign. I know for her, it's owls. So she knows, if she sees an owl, it means something. And so I was looking for the sign. Like, what's it going to be? And as sure as shit, so I saw that and heard that, that he knew my grandfather worked for him. I mean, Stratton is like 500 people small. And we were in a town that wasn't near Stratton. It was like three hours away. So it wasn't like it was the next town over. And that was expected. This guy was going back to someplace in the middle of Kansas. So Buffalo became the thing I would ask for as a sign. And now it feels like it's my good luck symbol for me. And when I saw this ring with the buffalo on it, I'm like, I'm definitely going to get it. And I have a huge tie to the Native American culture. It's one of my favorite things. I don't know what it is about this culture that draws me in, but there's something there for me. I wanted to have this as well. Um, and so I have the buffalo on the necklace as well as on the ring. So that's what I got there. So it means a lot. I have a lot going on here. This is my kid's initials. This is my initial. I bought this in Colorado one time. The three rings stands for each one of my kids, you know, the oldest, the middle, and the youngest. Uh, so everything means something to me. I like having symbols a lot of times. I always love going someplace and bringing something back from the place I visit. I'm not sure if you're like that as well, but I love bringing something back. But this is a cute little, it's like vintage, but homemade at the same time. Like they find things and put them together. And I'll share their link as well uh, in the show notes as well as underneath the description on the YouTube video. That way you can see what they have. But it was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of times they'll sell just the pendant. You can 
use your own necklace or get a different necklace, whatever you want, but they also sell things on necklaces and they tend to be like an older vintage type of chain. I just like the pendant. So that's what I got. And then I got my sweatshirt. It was in the store right next to Magnolia Cafe. I've been looking for a hat. This place we tried to go to twice. They were closed both times. And I just bought this instead. And I like it. It's got a lot of my colors in it. I, I don't know what the deal is with Me of the Rainbows, but I feel like it's kind of becoming the symbol. To me, it just feels like good vibes, happy. You know, it's the, what happens after some tough times. It's the, it's the glorious present we get at the end of a, a tough storm. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure, but I'm, I guess I'm here for it. So rainbows it is. So that was our weekend. But I watched the Super Bowl and then I thought, you know what? We've had quite a weekend of watching people persevere. The boys playing baseball. The second game, even though we got all those runs, my son had a tough couple outings. He hit some balls, didn't strike out, walked. So you hit a, hit a pop fly and you, you get out is what it is. But we had a conversation after that second game. He said, you know, I wish I would have played better. I'm like, you played great. He had a really important play at third base to help stop them the last inning. He needed to get an out. He got one. And I'm like, you had a great game the first game and you pick some other people up. And then this game, they picked you up. It's how baseball goes. So don't get after yourself. You're a great teammate. And some days you're on fire and some days you just can't get up to land. It is what it is. But I thought about the Chiefs game as well and how they could have gone down in the dumps and they could have given up and they could have really hung their heads on some things because things weren't clicking, some drop passes, turnovers, and they didn't. They kept their heads up. They kept grinding. And that is what I love watching is that kind of stuff. I love watching people persevere and stick with it and not give up because that is such a huge motivator for me to keep going. I'm doing a podcast. Do I have a lot of listeners? No, I don't, but I'm going to keep going. It's two different things. This is not a sport. This is not end in the ninth inning or after four quarters. This can be going on forever and ever and ever. But for me, I'm loving it for the sake of doing it and what I'm talking about and the things I'm sharing and things I'm learning, what I'm hearing from people and the feedback I'm getting. And hopefully things are landing and making an impact. And I'm changing lives through some people I'm bringing on the podcast and they're hearing their story and they go out and buy their book. And then next thing you know, they're doing the thing they didn't think they could do or they're trying something new that they hadn't allowed themselves before, or they're thinking about things in a new way that they've never thought about them before. I love seeing these kinds of things because it helps reinvigorate that in myself. And I think that's why we love hearing inspiring stories or watching an inspiring movie because it lights something up inside us. It tells us, hey, that could be you too. And you can see yourself in somebody or you just imagine what that must feel like. Like what Patrick Mahomes must feel like at the end of that game you saw him crumple on the sidelines, roll over and put his hands on his head like, oh my God, I can't believe this actually happened. At the same time, he knows what his team's capable of and what he's capable of, but how exhausting and how hard it is to keep that focus and that mental strength in there for that long and to come out the other side feeling like they do now. In my son's second game, they went extra innings and multiple times they had loaded the bases and then got out of it. And it just was so inspiring to see these young guys stick with it, pump each other up, celebrate each other, not get after somebody after making a mistake. Just, hey, no one said this was going to be easy. Keep going. That's really kind of the mentality. And I just love that. And I, I want to also bring something else up. Um, thinking about all those people that were at the Super Bowl 
And they're the family and friends of the players that make every effort to get to every single thing. And to go to Super Bowl, it's a huge sacrifice. It costs so much money to stay someplace, to get the plane tickets, all that. But you wouldn't want to miss that ever. And so I was thinking about what we spend and how we spend our time to watch our son play. And it got me thinking about an article that I had read one time. That's when wrote about what's okay to miss your kid's stuff. And I'm not in that mindset. I don't buy into that. And the reason why, I know there's things you can miss for sure. Like shit's going on, you at work, you can't get out of it. I understand that. You have a thing you've already planned for and they change the schedule and you can't miss it. And it's maybe a t-ball game versus the college world series, two very different things. But my train of thought is, imagine being that kid everybody else's parents are there and yours aren't. What does that tell you as a kid? Their parents love them more. I think showing up for your kids, that's a sign of love. And I don't mean so that you can brag about them later. And I do my share. I will share things on Instagram. You all saw it last weekend. And I know sometimes it's annoying as fuck, but you're a proud parent. It is what it is. And I think by sharing those things and taking my son in a video, hey, I see you. I'm sharing this. I'm proud of you. You did a fantastic job. You're amazing. I'm so happy for you. I hope that you know how much we love coming and watching you play. That's what that's for. So I do believe that showing up for our kids is really important. And I also know that this time is finite. Imagine if you had a child that was playing a sport. Maybe they're playing tennis. And they're just getting going on the tennis team. Maybe it's a competitive club going on in your neighborhood, or maybe it's in high school. And something happens where they get hurt. And it's no longer possible for them to keep continue to play the sport. For me, I would be crushed because you never know when that last match is going to be or that last game or that last at bat or the last pitch. We never know because shit happens in the world. I don't want to miss that. I went to every single one of my daughter's soccer games, almost every one of them. There's a couple we didn't go to when she was a sophomore. Just physically could not do it. We had a younger son at home, couldn't get there. But towards the end, after 2020, I didn't miss a thing. And I'm so blessed that I have the flexibility to go do that. I know not everyone has that. And I understand that completely. Whatever you physically can get to, I highly recommend. Because my kids have said, it means so much to see you guys in the stands. I know a lot of people don't have that. I'm so grateful that you guys get to come or you choose to come. You make the time, you make the effort to get there to support me. It means so much to them. I know it's a financial burden sometimes too. And that's a whole other thing in itself. So I know that can be a factor. But if you can financially make it there, but choose not to, that tells your kids something. I promise you they're going to interpret it. However, whether or not it has anything to do with how much you love them, it's going to feel like that to them. I promise you, unless you have that conversation and share to them why you can't be there, but if it's not for financial reasons and you can't get there because you're working, what is it? If you're just not making the effort, that hurts. I promise you. So if you can physically make it, if you financially have the means to get to your kid's stuff, please do. If your parents did not come, you internalize that as I'm not enough. I'm not worthy of their time and attention and nor do they love me. That's just how it goes. That is just a fact of how the young child's brain works. And as they even get to adulthood, they're old enough to understand certain things that you can't get there physically. You have work, an event that comes up. But if you can physically get there and make the effort, 
I drive nine hours to get to my son's games. We stay for the whole long weekend, drive back and get home at midnight or one o'clock in the morning. But I know it's finite. I know it's not going to last forever. And someday I'll look back and go, I'm so glad I was at that game. I'm so glad I watched him hit that home run. I'm so glad I saw him hit his whatever milestone that is. We were there for it. I saw his first college home run. It was my birthday. I could have done something completely different. And I got to watch him hit a home run. Imagine being the kid that is playing the sport, playing the concert, in the theater, on the stage, and everybody after the event has their, their fans, their family, their friends that are there to support them and cheer for them and give them high fives and hugs after their event. And they're the person that doesn't have that. How do you internalize that? What does that say about you? Right? Think of that was you. You felt like you weren't enough for someone to make the effort. You didn't feel worthy of their time, their love, their attention. You didn't feel important to people. And I know a lot of times this is a financial thing. It's a financial burden to be able to take off from work and fly or drive. It's not inexpensive right now. So I get that. But if there's no other reason, like why would you not want to go support your family and your kids? It means so much to them. When I get a text, and we're driving home from Colorado or he's heading back on the bus back to Colorado from Austin. He says, thank you so, so very much for coming. It means so much to me that you guys are there. I love you so very much. Thank you for all your support. It means so much. And that's why we do it because he feels loved. He feels loved. And that's all we want to do as parents is make our kids feel loved. I don't want to spoil them. I don't want to give them everything so they have no hardship, but I always want them to feel loved no matter what. And when you feel loved, it is the foundation of so much of who you are because you can build off of that rather than if that's not there from the very beginning, it is so hard to build that yourself. It is so hard to build that yourself. Think about this. If you were the kind of kid that an absent parent or you could do nothing right or they didn't show up at your stuff, you did not have a solid foundation of that feeling of love. And as you got older and became an adult, you maybe tried to fill that with other things, alcohol, friends that weren't great for you, a boyfriend all the time, something to help you create that foundation. And now maybe you're at my age and we're trying to build something that's solid because those other things can come and go and they're not real and they're not true or maybe they're not good for us. And so we have to start with ourselves to get that love. We can give our kids that foundation already. I think that is the whole freaking point. Like we love our kids, help them learn how to become adults and get out in the world and have a solid foundation to go out there and be good people. Like that's one of our key roles. And I think showing up for them, whatever they're involved in and being there for them. I have a daughter that's a sports broadcaster. I got a chance to go to Omaha and watch her do her thing with Omaha Supernovas, the first match. We were able to go to see her at a Husker football game and be on the sidelines and cheer her on. And yes, I'm there to cheer on the team as well, but I'm really there to support her and see her do her thing and let her know, hey, we see you. Good job. We're so happy that you're doing this. Congrats. Go Avery. And that means a lot. And so I think to not go to their stuff, again, I know it's different when you got 14 kids, you can't be at everything. When I say 14 kids, I mean like three or four. But like if they're close in age, forget about it. You can't be everything because it's constant. 
that's what you have. Maybe grandparents or the neighbors, or maybe you swap, you get one parent going here, one parent going there. But that creates such a great foundation for our kids. They know that someone's there for them. And so we go to these baseball games and we know there's some kids on the team that the parents cannot physically travel. They financially cannot travel. We make sure support and love on them when we're there. Buy the team a meal, snacks the bus, whatever we can do to show them, hey, you're important to us too. Not just our kid, you're all important. We see you. We love you guys. Congratulations on the wins. Whatever that is. Have a safe trip home. We'll see you next weekend. That makes us feel good to have somebody see you. So if you are there to show up for your own kids, also pay attention to the kids that don't have somebody. Love on them too. It means so freaking much. And just maybe that will give them enough to build something of a foundation. They may know the parents love them, which is great. They just can't physically be there financially, whatever. But if they can, and they're still not choosing to show up, that for me is a tough one. I know parents have their own lives. They've got things going on, but you have your kids for only so long. And they may not be kids anymore. They're off in college doing their thing. But to go as much as you possibly can, I think you're giving them such a great start in life. And that was one of the things that I know my husband and I are on the same page about. It, it feels so great to be in the stands and be able to cheer for them and give them a hug afterwards when it didn't go so well. I mean, not everybody has somebody. And if we can be that for our son, but also a couple of our kids that are out there, then we're going to do that. And I really feel like that's a lot of what we're here to do. Just love on each other, love our kids the best we can, support them. Let them know they matter. We cared enough to say no to certain things and yes to other things. We cared enough to take care of ourselves, be role models for them. We cared enough to be a part of their lives, have great conversations, have the tough conversations, tell them no when we know something's not good for them and call them on their bullshit, that kind of stuff. I think that's important too. But honestly, this all gets back to just showing up for them. We only have them for such a small time. He's already a junior. Baseball season started. It's before you know it, it's going to be like, boom. May. It's a quick couple of months. February, March, April, May. That's it. And uh, done for the season. So we want to be there for everything we possibly can. And I really just, I want you to think about something when you get a chance to support your kids, whatever it is. Maybe they play in the orchestra, they're in a dance team. When you get to be in the stands watching your kid or on the sidelines or in the audience, wherever they're at, and they see you there, it is priceless. I promise you it's priceless. So those are the things I was thinking about. I just wanted to share those, give you something to think about as the spring sports kick off, the spring activities, whatever your child's into, be there for them. Be there for them. I think the long lasting effects of that will go way past the moment where it's hard to get to, or it's inconvenient, or it's just a lot of work for you. That, that time that you sacrifice or the support that you give them will carry them so far into their life that it'll be worth it. I promise. That's it for the episode for this week. I, again, I appreciate everybody that listens. I'm going to start doing something fun. I'm going to start mentioning people on the podcast, thanking them for their support. I'm going to give names and I'm going to send you something. So if you want to be recognized on the podcast, Leave a comment somewhere along the way, leave a review, 
you never know where I'm going to find it. Maybe you reshare the podcast on Twitter or on your social media channels, Facebook, whatever that is. I will recognize anybody that does that and send you a little something, something. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about is really quick before you go, I want to let you know at the end of all of my descriptions of every episode, there's the show notes, right? The very, very bottom, I have about four different products that I use myself daily. There's a code that's there or a link that will give you a discount on the product itself. I don't stop for ads, not yet anyway. I'm trying to hold off on that as much as possible. But these are links that you can use to go and to get yourself some of these products. The first one I have is ION. It stands for Intelligence of Nature. It is a gut health product. It helps close the tight junctions in your, your gut lining, keep them nice and tight and closed because there's things like glyphosate out in the world. Glyphosate is the main ingredient of Roundup and it's in everything because it's water soluble. It does not break down. And it's always going to be here. The fact is if glyphosate was stopped around the world right now and no one used another drop, it would still take 50 years for it to dissipate and get out of the environment. So until that happens, our bodies are getting this chemical into our, it's in our food, it's in our water. And what it does is it pulls the cells apart in the lining of your stomach, the lining of your gut and your intestines, everything from your esophagus to the very end of the road. That's your intestinal tract. And those cells are only one to two thick. So what happens is we have the glyphosate, we have sugar, we have alcohol, shitty food. It destroys that lining, but pulls it apart and weakens it. And ion is made with the minerals and some trace ingredients that help bring that back together. Keep it nice and tight. So we cannot control always what's out in the world. It just, this is the way we have to live. So I recommend looking at ion. Uh, the next two are beverages. I use four, four Sigmatic coffee and Tenzo tea. I don't do a ton of coffee anymore, but when I do, I use Four Sigmatic. I like the packets. I like to travel with them. There are different kinds. So there's some that help you with different functions. Cordyceps helps you with energy. Lion's Mane helps you with thinking and focus. So you can take a pick of what you're looking for and what you want it for, but they're considered functional mushrooms. I drink mine with almond milk a lot of times, maybe a touch of vanilla, maybe gradually get yourself into using. But I think functional mushrooms are so great and... I think that there's so many benefits there that you can't overlook. Tenzo tea is another one. I love matcha and Tenzo tea has travel packets, which I love Starbucks. They have matcha, but it's so sugary. It's already sweetened. And then they add the sweetened almond milk with it. And I'm drinking a 300 calorie drink all of a sudden. So I like to have my own. And Tenzo tea has these packets, which I love. So I've got a code for that. And the last product I use is called Armra. It's A-R-M-R-A. It is a natural immune system powder. It helps. It's got colostrum in it. So it's a protein, but also great immune boosting nutrients in there. Just wanted to let you know to look for those at the bottom of the show notes, wherever that you listen to podcasts or on the YouTube video in the description, you're going to see the, the very bottom. It says the Odd Life Podcast is supported by, and then it has those four products. So click the links. You can get your own with a discount. I will get a little bit of a kickback. It's to help support the podcast and I appreciate it so very much. All right, that's it, you guys. Have a great rest of your week and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com 
or on Instagram. I am usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon.